hello, hello, and welcome to the Altwork podcast, where we explore the new frontiers of work and challenge everything you thought you knew about career, business, and work. Mm-hmm. I am Victoria Rillas, and with me is my co-host, Saki Rasul. Hi, Saki. Hello, hello. Um, and some of our own clients have gotten laid off as well. Um, and it's worth it to say that not everyone's situation is the same. Some people have a year or a couple of years to look for a new job, while others need to look for one immediately. So we understand that everyone's situation is different, but we thought we'd hop on here and in the spirit of alt work, offer you an alternative approach to thinking about this. Um, so I give you want to add anything here? Yeah, uh, thank you, Victoria. Um, we want to show you what it takes to make a distinct career. How can you super boost your career? What can you do to, um, to really catalyze it? You know, this industry is filled with lots of tips and tricks and lots of gimmicks about what to do. But we want to bring you some fundamental skills that you can use to boost your career. Okay, well, um, let's say I'm presenting someone that just lost a job and doesn't have a, a lot of time to find a new one. What career? I just lost my job. I don't have a career. Hmm. Well, your career is more than your job. Yeah, but what's on my mind is that I got to pay the rent. Uh, I got to feed my children and I need to get another job. Mm-hmm. So you want a new job? Okay. And you also want to ensure that in the next round of riffing, uh, that's like firing, but <laughs> nicer uh, firing, you don't want to be the one that gets uh, that uh, that uh, gets picked to stay. You want to be the one that gets picked to stay, no? So mm-hmm. it would be good to to learn some skills that would give you a distinction in your career. I okay, but I don't think I got laid off because of my lack of skills. It was probably just because of the position I had that was not important enough, or there were too many people doing it. Um, Possibly. Do you beg to differ? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know what happened in your job, or in this case, you're you're representing a, a friend. Um, I have no idea um, uh, what happened there. How do I know? All I know is that everything depends on your relationships and your ability to move dynamically. Hmm. This word, for example, been going around at uh, tech companies, at Meta, at Microsoft for a while, other companies that this is going to happen. So what alliances you had cultivated, what moods that you were operating in, mm-hmm. how your teams and your managers saw that, that you are not the one to stay. Hmm? Mm-hmm. If you just 100% make it their responsibility, then you're naturally giving up any kind of power to do something about it. Mm. Hmm? Now, I am not saying that it's not terrible, that they didn't do a terrible thing and that you should have captured it or it's your fault. I can't control them. Mm. I'm not in conversations with them, but I am in conversations with you. So if you own whatever tiniest part that you may have contributed or you may not have contributed, Mm. but if you own it anyways, not as a fault, but as a place to stand, to take responsibility, 
to counter this indignity that you're countering, that you're confronting. So counter it with, with all that you got so that you emerge from this like Phoenix rising from the ashes. Do you want that? Or you don't want that? Or you just want to complain that this happened? Because this happened. Yeah. And I can control that and you can control that. Mm. But you can counter it by challenging yourself that what you might be missing. Mm. At that point in time, if you think that uh, I'm not missing anything at all and the world is just unjust, mm. well, then we start there. Mm. We start with that mood. We start with that mood that has led the world to turn against you. You don't want this disaster, this mood. This is a disaster. If we can, you know, if this firing, if we can consider it a disaster in your career, the, the, the disaster of a mood that the world is against me led you to a disaster in this career. You don't want this disaster to define the rest of your life, do you? Hmm. You don't. And if you have not had a disaster in your career, some of you uh, watching us might uh, say, listen, I haven't been fired. I'm safe. I haven't had this happen. So if you haven't had a disaster in your career, then you want to be prepared with all kinds of skills that are not really taught in our um, normal schools and in our junior roles. Sometimes the senior roles, they do learn these skills and uh, uh, sometimes through a lot of mistakes and a lot of failures, but not necessarily all the time. People, people miss it. Sometimes families cultivate these skills, but not necessarily all the time. Mm. So, for example, learning to be a new beginner is a damn important skill. Mm. Learning to say, okay, what I know before, it's no longer uh, relevant. What I know before, I need, to, I need to learn to learn again. I need to become a new beginner. Maybe there is something else that I need to learn. Yeah. This skill, um, it's, it's not common. Hmm. It's. Uh, I'm reminded of a story. You must have heard of the old story of um, what is that? Hem and Haw and Snuffy and Scurry from the book uh, called. Uh, uh, it's an old book. Who moved my cheese? I mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of the author. N- name of the author, but if you go look at that book, there are four mice in that book called Hem and Haw and hmm. Snuffy and Scurry. So they live in this cheese station and there is cheese everywhere and one day they wake up and find out all the cheese was gone Mm. and um snuffy and scurry they put their tennis shoes on in this book they start running around and they remember that once upon a time how they found this cheese station by running around by looking around and so they run all day to look for new cheese they just sit there and they and they whine like and then him and ha when they they him and ha oh yeah. man you yeah. know uh, where where's my cheese we like this cheese it used to be such a great cheese we have uh, the author talks about like we had pictures of the cheese on mm-hmm. our wall we celebrated cheese we identify with cheese so they just sit there and they just him and ha the point of the book was is mm-hmm. that it's time for you to consider. What new sensibilities that you might need for the world that is coming, for the world that is here, 
and if mm -hmm. you have been let go from your job, then it doesn't mean that the breakdowns have gone away. Mm -hmm. Maybe um, there are forces uh, moving uh, like economy that is beyond you. Mm, there are breakdowns that are there. But each time when there's a breakdown occur, there is a, there is a new possibility that shows up. And in the style of um, um, Snuffy and Scuddy, uh, mm -hmm. we invite you to put your running shoes back on, put your trekking shoes back on and mm -hmm. uh, get started again. That's a very interesting story, and I haven't really heard of it, uh, so it's interesting. But like you said, there is a kind of a possibility possibility in every breakdown. Um, but like, for example, Scruffy, Scruffy and Scurry, they get on it right away. Him and Hog get stuck, right? So why do, why do some people get stuck? Hmm. It's a good question. Hmm. <laughs> I think the main challenge is about interpretation, about our interpretation of mm -hmm. what we consider to be our work. Mm -hmm. And then from there, all kinds of standard measures come out about how to work, how to look for work, what is work, what to do if you lose your job, and so on and so forth. If you search Google, or sorry, if you prompt chat GPT, Mm -hmm. you're going to get some a very good list of pretty standard answers. Answers like uh, um, edit and update your resume. And you know what? Why don't we just do it right now? Let's go to chat GPT and ask this question. Hmm? Like what to do? What, is, what mm -hmm. is the question? Let's go ahead and ask chat GPT this, uh, this question and see, see what comes up. Okay. What should I do? What is the question? What, what should I ask? do if I just got laid off? What should I do? Excuse me. What should I do if I just got laid off yeah. or at the risk of being laid off? Okay, let's see. Tickle. Yeah, look at that. Stay calm. Assess your finances. Look for new opportunities. Take advantage of resources and stay positive. Stay mm -hmm. calm and stay positive. Right. So this is this is this is the disaster about the standard advice. According to uh, ChatGPT, you should uh, take a deep breath and stay calm. Um, assess your finances, look for unemployment benefits, um, mm. update your resume and other profiles, network with contacts, and consider new career options. Now, all of this is fine, but it's not really helpful because they're all advices about moves that you can make, and they're not bad advices. They're right advices. Mm. But if you have a certain interpretation about what is work, um, why you're working, how you're working, uh, how you've been uh, working in the past, what is the purpose of your work that you consider, then no matter how much of this advices you take on, you are together with the recession. Hmm. It is no secret that government is pulling a lot of money out of the economy, raising the interest rates, so on and so forth. Therefore, creating almost a recession to counter hmm. inflation. We don't want the price of money 
to drop too much. And the banks are worried about, the big banks are worried about this. So they uh, increase the interest rates so some money can um, come back from the economy. And there is not a damn thing that you can do about it immediately as an individual. Mm. So none of this advice will really help you till you see what way of being that has been invisible to you about work Mm. and what new way of being that we can prompt you to take on. And that's our purpose today. Okay. And uh, then we can review the way of being that has been about um, work is slave labor, uh, work is about paying my bills, work is for expressing my great potential. All these ideas about work, they lead to certain heroism. Mm -hmm. That leads to certain nihilism. Mm -hmm. That leads to certain resignation and all of that. Mm -hmm. So what we invite you to do is to have a whole new interpretation about what is work. Mm-hmm. I like that invitation. So, uh, what 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 new interpretation of work are you talking about? Mm. What new interpretation of work? Well, let's first take a closer look at what is our common interpretation of work, right? Okay. Mostly, we consider work to be slave labor that we got to do to pay the bills. This heroic interpretation, it traps you into indentured servitude Mm -hmm. and waste your potential. And then even when we try to escape that interpretation about work, we decide that I'm just going to do what I am passionate about. Um, So work becomes more like an artistic expression. We think that's how we're going to escape this world. I think both approaches are traps. The first one is obvious, right? You're indentured servitude. You're just working to make money and you piss away half of your life. Um, you work from nine to five even, or these days everyone is working around the clock. You yeah. piss away all that time and you get paid for it. Uh, but that's a trap that keeps you in there. The second one where you're working to express yourself following your passions and likes and dislikes. It could be fun for a little while, and then it gets boring. You end up kind of becoming your own customer. Mm -hmm. I believe that both of these approaches are bankrupt. Mm -hmm. A better approach to work would start by first seeing that working is always about caring. Mm -hmm. What do I mean by that? Let's, Let's investigate a little more. Yeah. A new approach to work, Victoria, that we are proposing is about taking care of concerns for some people, some breakdowns, some problems that you have committed to take on. What we have been failing to see, that work has always been about taking care of some concerns. And it is in our encounter with concerns and care for others, we have the possibility to do some important work that makes a difference. Mm. Fernando Flores says, we Americans, we live our lives in the interpretation that work is bonded labor. Mm. He says, work is actually three things. First, work is making and fulfilling commitments. Second, he says, work is dealing with breakdowns that are inevitable, that are going to happen anyways. And third, work is keeping an open eye 
for new possibilities. Mm -hmm. All of this, basically your capacity for making commitments, for making offers, making requests, uh, accepting other people's uh, requests for you to do something, all of that phenomena, it rests on your care and concern. Mm. That's very interesting, but I'm thinking, uh, how, does this, how does this interpretation of work help someone who just lost their job? Like, let's say I'm a software engineer and I just lost my job at Meta. How can this interpretation of work help me in this scenario? Yeah, very good. Let's take a look. What did we say earlier? The work is first thing. Work is making commitments, which can happen for you unless somebody is requesting you to do some work and accepting those requests. And in the mood in which you accept those requests, you know, sometimes we get very trapped in like, oh, this is not the kind of work that I do. This is below me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So accepting requests that lead to commitments. And, and if no one is requesting you to do the work, then commitment comes into existence by making offers. You can offer a new commitment if you are very carefully listening to current breakdowns of those that you want to serve and work with. So what new offers you can make now that you never thought about making before? What new, um, what new um, breakdowns that are becoming yeah. obvious to you? What new needs that are mm -hmm. becoming obvious to you? Think of like five offers you can make. Let me pause here. Uh, why don't you put yourself in that shoe? Now you have the job. Um, and uh, thankfully, we I have the job and you have the job here. But imagine uh, being, uh, being a software engineer, um, what five offers you can make. Hmm? Take a moment and hmm. think about this. I am not sure. <laughs> here and here you might say, I can figure out, I cannot figure out what offers to make. Well, that's because you haven't been listening to the breakdowns. You're only thinking about your skills, my cap capacity, my ability, my titles, my certification, my degree, my experience, my mm -hmm. LinkedIn profile, all of that. An offer is always made, can only be made when there is a breakdown a dissatisfaction mm -hmm. of some kind. So you're just thinking about making the offers about same comfortable distinctions that you have used all the time, but mm -hmm. they won't help you. Mm -hmm. So I ask you as a software engineer, you are a product uh, manager yourself, Victoria, so you can think from the role of a product manager as a software engineer, what new dissatisfactions and breakdowns are now showing up for businesses that were never available before. Let's think together. Okay. Let's think together with some breakdowns that are now well, showing up for businesses. I'm not sure if this is a great idea, but first idea I'm thinking is if a company is not already online, like offering like virtual products, they should hop into that pretty quickly. Very good. So if that's a breakdown that they're facing. That's a breakdown that maybe some business doesn't have online business. And mm -hmm. now they're beginning to lose because everything is moving online. Yeah, whether it's a program or, hmm. or anything else. Sometime when new technological emergence happen, the new technological emergence creates new breakdowns. Hmm. Like we've talked about this before. Imagine uh, something like 15 years ago or whenever iPhone came out, when first time 
it came out, uh, no teenager had the breakdown that I don't have an iPhone. But after iPhone came out, now there's a new breakdown that I don't have an iPhone. Or I don't have a case for my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a case for your iPhone. Yeah, right. we're right. Till you, uh, you can only have the breakdown yeah. that I don't have a case for my iPhone if you have the iPhone. If you don't have the iPhone, you won't have that breakdown, mm-hmm. right? So new technological emergence, it can give rise to new perceived needs. Mm-hmm. So what new technology that's emerging right now that every pers- every business should be paying attention to engineers, ChatGPT, ChatGPT or AI emergence. ChatGPT is one of the models. There are several models. And I think that what we are seeing right now is the beginning of the beginning Mm. of the era of AI. So big breakdown uh, that every business should have. Some may be thinking, oh, it's not a breakdown for us. We don't really care about it. Um, Businesses that were happy with the Alta Vista (laughs) or web or what was the other, some Alta Vista or other web crawlers and other search engines before Google and said, well, Google doesn't really matter to us because we got our game all set up. Yeah. They, they became history. They didn't survive. Yeah. Yeah. So the same way businesses, the big breakdown that either businesses are having or they should be having that engineers and product managers that are getting laid off, they can think about it. I'm not saying that's what you should do. There's yeah. all kinds of breakdowns. The yeah. The um, the the stability, the security, the ongoing uh, uh, lack of security in the online systems, and mm-hmm. the loss of value because of that. Mm-hmm. The the weather interruptions and the whole climate change is opening up new uh, possibilities to take care of new concerns that never existed before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what you're saying to someone who like got laid off? right, like a senior software engineer who just got laid off, is for them to see what breakdowns in their domain, what like concerns in their domain, uh, what possibilities are exist in those breakdowns. And so then when they go to do interviews, for example, when they're interviewing, um, to focus on their caring concern of that breakdown during the interview, well, if you are uh, going to do an uh, interview, that means that mm-hmm. you've already been invited to, to do some kind of a job or, or being assessed to do some kind of a job. Yeah. So in this particular scenario, uh, you need deep relationship with what is going on in the lives of your employers and your potential new customers. I like the word customers better because it keeps us authentic and honest. Mm-hmm. Employers sometimes becomes like this, uh, you know, modern slave master that I'm going to surrender my body to from nine to five or some time. So having the distinction of customer uh, who has some breakdowns uh, that you've been brought in for an interview, um, investigate those breakdowns and then show oh, up as an offer to take care of those concerns. Hmm. Maybe they're already thinking about implementing AI or um, in the case of an engineer, we're talking about tech jobs, but the approach applies uh, uh, across the board. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, but in certain cases, if you haven't been uh, invited for interview, okay, then you can just make offers to those businesses that are not yet thinking about opening job. You know, because by the time yeah. some employer has a job opening, that means that they have a very good they... grip over their breakdown, and they yeah. know 
yeah. at least what to do as a next step. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. not always the case. Yeah, you're right. So if I just got laid off somewhere and I have a lot of experience, for example, in AI or something, I could go to like maybe a small startup or company and say, hey, um, I've noticed what you guys are doing. It, it sounds very interesting. Have you considered this? Because this might actually take you out of business. If you don't start implementing this now, your competition is going to outgrow you or something. I can help you with that. I have a background in this. I have an idea of how you guys can implement this and use this to create leads or something. You know, consider hiring me. <laughs> that would be a pretty powerful move <laughs> because you have like their breakdown in your grip, right? So that's right. That's yeah. right. Very good. Now go make these offers, but not only to pay your bills, but mm -hmm. out of your concern and care because your offer, number one, right away, it may not be accepted. Mm -hmm. If you're operating out of like, hey, I just got to make an offer to pay my bills, or I got to demonstrate or represent, express my skills very clearly, and your offer is not accepted, you're suddenly disappointed, you're frustrated, you're resigned, you don't want to um, investigate that. Mm -hmm. But um, if you get into conversations, and you and you listen, you may have you may change your offer you may have to change yeah. your offer but your care and concern for the breakdown is right there in your grip mm. you you may start as a as an advisor as a contractor you may end up uh, getting invited to be hired as a full-time guy mm -hmm. uh, a, a full-time girl or but when normal things are not working you have to go and do the things you have never done before the mm -hmm. old way of looking for jobs, preparing a nice little resume that fits into nice little categories. Mm -hmm. If those categories are not working, you have to learn the skills for making offers. Mm -hmm. You have to make an offer that you have never made before. Mm -hmm. And you've never seen yourself as an offer. Mm -hmm. You are thinking that, well, I'm a software uh, design engineer in testing, in QA, in this particular ops uh, DevOps uh, environment. So you have narrowed yourself sometimes too much according to some specialized skill that you got. Mm. So you have to make an offer you have never made before. Who you are as an offer is to help people with their concerns and bring them to new worlds. You may mm. have to change your labels a little bit. You may have to learn maybe a new tool or new, new skill, skill or yeah. talk to someone, a new connection that you wouldn't talk to otherwise, or maybe work yeah. for a business that's not high-tech business, yeah. that's maybe a low-tech business, and they would uh, treat you like a, like a king or a queen in their business if you can get in and make an offer and bring them to a new world. Hmm. And then make a commitment and hmm. deliver. Hmm? That's, the, that's the second thing you do. Make an offer. Flores says, what is work is three things, making and fulfilling commitments, dealing with breakdowns, and keeping an open eye for new possibilities. So go make an offer, make a commitment, negotiate, okay to negotiate, okay to make offers again and again uh, till they make sense yeah. and, and then deliver. And if you fail during delivery, deal with that breakdown. If there's a dissatisfaction in that delivery, deal with that breakdown. Don't just withdraw. It's like, oh, I'm not good enough or they are terrible or they want too much. Your ultimate job is to satisfy your customer or employer. So if a breakdown shows up, deal with that breakdown and keep an open eye for new possibilities. Keep inviting 
um, keep inviting your customers to see a new future that you can help bring about. Yeah. Um, you know, Victoria, in our own business, we go to companies and we promise them uh, work with us. And in one month, something fundamental will shift about your people, about yeah. your personal careers and your team performance. And if you're working as a company and if something doesn't shift, if we cannot shift within a month, you know that we don't let it go. We stay yeah. with them till the shift happens. Yeah. And you know how many times we have had to make offers or how many times we have to change our offer and yeah. deal with breakdowns in the process of delivering of what we have committed. Yes. So that's what we are inviting people to, um, to, to go out and begin to, and if you don't know what offers to make, make requests for listening interviews. Just go out and say, hey, I just want to find out what you're dealing with, confronting with, where the challenges are. Um, I just want to listen and mm. begin to pay attention. And in some moment, you will see something you could do, some offer you can make to help yeah. bring about a new future. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. How's that? I, I think I think that's a great place to end. And mm. I'm thinking you, you brought up how we, you know, make our offers and that our offers change. I mean, we we are a pretty young company, but our offers have changed quite a bit. And but our main concern and care for our people has not changed. It has always stayed the same. Mm. And it is because of our concern and care for them that we have shifted our offers to better help those people, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they are telling us <laughs> what they want. And if we listen to them, then it's very easy for us to then make an offer. And so offering, making offers, it has lots to do with listening. And I think it also has a lot to do with courage. I think you mm -hmm. you say something that, you know, make a, uh, what did you say? Make a bold offer mm -hmm. at least once a day. Like make an offer that scares you a little bit, at least once a day, making practice, making both offers. So mm -hmm. yeah, if, you know, if you, this new world requires new, 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 new habits, new skills. And mm -hmm. I think being able to make both offers is definitely one of them. So now Victoria, before you close though, before you move towards closing, you said something yeah. interesting about uh, courage and I'm yeah. inspired by, um, by how you said it. So sure. say a little bit more about what do you understand about courage? What inspired you to say about courage? And what do you what do you understand yeah. about courage? What can you say about courage that can help our listeners? Well, I think courage, um, first of all, actually has less to do with like one's ability of for like speaking up, speaking up or anything like that, and more to do with that person's concern and care. In my own experience. Um, there are moments in which I get very, you know, uh, scared to do new things mm -hmm. and to go live and public speaking, for example. But it has been my concerning care for a specific group of people that have actually helped me develop courage mm. to step up and do and do what it is that I was asked to do. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So your concern and your care, it uh, helps you overcome your fear of looking bad and yeah. And feeling bad and getting rejected yeah and um and out of your care and concern it moves you to to take a risk yeah because it's really about taking a risk when you're making yeah. an offer when you go to a company when you go to a client a customer um and you make an offer there's a there's always a great possibility that is declined and you're yeah. gonna need 
some some courage, as you said, out of your care and concern for the challenges they are confronting. Yeah. If you are someone as a performer that has care and concern and in that mood, you go make an offer, there's a good chance that your offer is listened to or you mm -hmm. get into conversation in which you can negotiate and talk about how you might change something for them. This makes you take a risk that you wouldn't yeah. otherwise. Yeah. In the in the mood of an employee, you don't want to take risks. You just want to yeah. make sure you apply in the right spot and your application is accepted right away and yeah. you get in. Yeah. So and you know, I am I I imagine and I had um a friend that uh was job searching for a good two months. So imagine two months filled of no, 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 and no. <laughs> like after you get continue to get a no repeatedly, it 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 kind of hurts. It, you start to doubt yourself to think like, do I have do I not have anything to offer? Like what's going on here, you know? <laughs> so I think in the mo in moments like these, um, having like that grounding mm -hmm. or what we call emotional fortitude mm -hmm. um, is really important. Cultivating that skill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We can talk about it in another episode. Yeah. In another so episode. Good topic, I think uh, to bring up for the next. Yeah, I think for now we should begin to wrap up. I think. Um, thank you. So I gave you everything you said was. Thank you, Victoria. It was even for me. It was helpful. So. Yes. And I, for I, me too. For me too. Thank you for your I'm lovely questions and interaction. <laughs> I enjoyed dancing with you. Hmm. Okay. So thank you for joining us for our second episode of Alt Work. Um, and to everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did and found what we had to say helpful. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode, which will be at the same time and at the same place here in LinkedIn Live. Um, and also, if you like what we have to say here, and uh, you want to ask some questions to Sake or me and be more in conversation with us, then join our private community. Uh, we'll link it in the comment section below. And it's called, just like Artwork Podcast, it's called Artwork Community. So thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.